invite Paddy to come and give us our gospel reading, which is Mark 1, 14 to 20. After John was put in prison, Jesus went to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother, Andrew, casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his son and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. This is the word of the Lord. So it's the new year, the first day of 2023, and a lot of people will be thinking about the important things that they've got to focus on this year. A lot of people will be thinking about their priorities. Now, some people might be thinking, this year, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to join a gym. I'm going to work out five times a week. I'm going to completely transform my physical condition. Uh, other people may be thinking uh, about uh, New Year's resolutions. Uh, they, they, they might be thinking, well, I'm going to read more this year, or I'm going to stop wasting so much time on social media, or I'm going to learn to cook, or whatever it is. So people we make, will have all kinds of priorities for 2023. What are your priorities this year? Anyone want to share? What, you got any priorities this year? Anything you want to... Adults, anything? Any priority? David, what's your priority this year? Say again. I'm going to try to be the fastest in, the, in my new grade. You're going to try and be the fastest in your new grade. Okay, that's a good... Uh, Aim to have. Anyone else? Any got, got priority? No one wants to say. No one wants to speak out. Go on, Bev. I want to walk more. You want to walk more this year. Fantastic. Okay. Anyone else? Go on, George. I'll try to go to the Bible when you talk about the game. Say again. The... I'll try to go to the Bible in one year. Bible. Oh, the Bible in one year. Yeah, that's great. I do that. It's a, it's a great way to read the Bible. Okay, Bible in one year. Okay, and there's an there's a app for that on all our uh, notice sheets at the bottom if you ever want to do that. Um, anyone else? Oh, Amy. Um, person two. The person to so person to running to the hill running yes okay so do you, do you do running already Amy no no but that that no that's fine that's, you you got to start somewhere so you'd like to do a bit of running this year yes okay that's exciting great fantastic Andy <laughs> Being 86 years old, uh, you know, you think about uh, your age, and I, I pray and hope that I can continue to walk every morning and pick up rubbish in the streets. I pray that I can 
continue my many years of doing religious instructions in the schools. And uh, I also pray that I can continue to do school breakfast club and help the kids that way. Okay, that's brilliant. Yeah, so... Uh, as Andy said, he's 86, and I know he very often gets up and does a 10k walk before church and picks up all the rubbish that he finds on that walk. That's not bad for, for 86, is it? Uh, so, but I'm glad as well, Andy, that you frame. I'm glad as well that you framed it as a prayer, the things that you're praying for. And we should be praying for you know, all these things that we want to embark on in 2023. We should you know, invest ourselves in prayer for all of those things. And uh, so, so this year we're starting with a, a series, four weeks, where we're looking at the priorities of Jesus, because we want Jesus's priorities to become uh, our priorities. Now, over Christmas, we remembered the birth of Jesus and of John the Baptist uh, and uh, all of those events. Well, now, the point that we're starting at this year they've grown up. And John the Baptist is in prison because he upset King Herod. Not the same Herod that we read about in the Christmas story, but Herod's son, Herod Antipas, who still was a really very unpleasant character. And Jesus is now about 30 years old. He's based himself in an area called Galilee, which is where the Sea of Galilee, that big lake is. And he's begun to tell people the good news about the kingdom of God. And he says, the time has come. In other words, this thing that you've been waiting for, it's here. It's happening. Now, Christmas Day was a week ago, uh, which means that we've got ages to wait until next Christmas, haven't we? And sometimes when we're waiting for something really exciting, it's like it takes forever to get there. It's, time goes so slow, doesn't it, when we're waiting for something really exciting to happen. What kind of exciting things have you had to wait for? That just took, seemed like it was taking forever. Annabelle. My birthday. Your birthday. Okay, seemed like a long wait. When is your birthday? December the 30th. December the 30th. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you've got quite a long wait. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any, anything else? What, what, what have you had to wait for that took for ages? Any ideas? You look like you're going to say something. Well, there's all kinds of things, isn't there? But go on, Fiona. Holidays. Holidays. Yeah, it's really hard. That last week at work before you go on a holiday, it drags, doesn't it? It's so hard to motivate yourself. Yeah, okay. So, go on, Doris. Payday. Payday. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, well, especially, yeah, I think, think so it can feel like a long wait. David? Okay, when your dad comes back from, the, from, from his ship. Yeah, very, very good. So, all the kind of things we wait for, and it can seem like we're waiting for a very long time. Well, when Jesus was born, the Jews had been waiting for something for about 2,000 years. Imagine waiting 2,000 years till Christmas. Your birthday doesn't seem so far away now, does it, Annabelle? <laughs> and the Jews had been waiting for God to send the Messiah, the one who the prophets wrote about, the one who would save God's people and would set up God's kingdom forever. 
And Jesus is saying the time has come. The Messiah is here. And he was, of course, pointing to himself. He's saying, I'm the Messiah. I'm here. I'm the one that you've been waiting for. So what should the people do? What should we do? How do we respond? Well, Jesus said two main things. He said, repent and believe the good news. Repent and believe the good news. Firstly, repent. Repent means to turn around and go in the opposite direction. Now, I need a volunteer for this. Caleb, would you volunteer for this? Okay, so what I want you to do, Caleb, is stand up at the front here. Okay, and I want you to face the back of church, and I want you to walk, face the back of church that way, and I want you to walk very, very slow, just, just really slowly so I have time to talk. Okay, so let's imagine that right now, Caleb, you're walking, yep, keep, keep going, but slowly, you're walking away from God. Okay, so this is someone who is walking away from God. I know that you're not in real life, Caleb, but this is an illustration. So, uh, Caleb, I want you to stop, but don't turn around. Okay, so this is the point where he's realized that something is wrong. And he's thinking, well, there's, there's something wrong with the way that I'm living. There's something wrong with my life. This isn't how life is meant to be. I think I need God's help. So don't uh, walk in away, Caleb, but if you turn around, okay, so he turns around, and this is the moment where Caleb is saved. He's turned back towards God. He's entered into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, and he's now heading in the right direction. He is on the right trajectory because he's turned around back towards God. Now, I want you to imagine... Caleb, and this is why I picked you, because I'm confident you can pick this up. Okay, hang on, go, no, stay where you are, stay where you are. Okay, so I want you to imagine that you've been carrying this heavy load, okay? So can you get that up onto your back? Okay, I'll give you a hand. Okay, it is a... I already tested this, so I know he can get it on without um, snapping his back. Okay, so I want you to imagine that you've been carrying this heavy load, Caleb. Caleb, do you think it'd be easier to walk forwards with this or without it? <laughs> without it. Okay, so this load, I won't leave you with it for too long, this load represents sin. So this represents all the stuff that we say and we do and we think that is wrong. And if we want to move closer to God, we've got to leave that behind. Otherwise, we're really going to slow our walk down. Okay, so if you take that off and you put it down, Okay, and you've walked a couple of paces, and then wait there. So because we're not perfect, you put that back on, this, <laughs> this can start to weigh us down again. Okay, this can weigh us down again. So when, when, when this is weighing us down again, what we do is we confess it to God. We say, God, I recognize that I'm sinful, that the stuff in my life that is wrong, that is not good for me or the people around me, the stuff that I don't want and I don't need, and actually I want you to forgive me and help me to change, help me to deal with this stuff. And because of Jesus, God, God forgives us and says, right, leave that behind, leave it there, leave it there, and keep walking towards me. And then we might get to a point where we're feeling weighed down by that again. So what do we do? 
we confess it and we deal with it with God and we say, Lord, I want you to help me to deal with this and to move on. And that's what the Christian walk looks like. When we accept Jesus into our lives, we're turned towards God. We're orientated towards God. Uh, we want to move uh, closer and closer to, to God through Jesus Christ. We want that relationship. We're heading in the right direction. But we get weighed down by sin. That's why we uh, confess our sin every week as a church. Because we want to leave that stuff behind. And we want to keep walking in freedom towards God. Thanks, Caleb. So that's a little bit like what the Christian journey looks like. So that's repentance. But Jesus also said, believe. Uh, we believe in the Christian message. Now, belief is quite a complicated thing. And uh, I want to maybe give you some of the reasons, just a few of the reasons why I believe. And I'm going to use this set of scales to help me. Now, if the set of scales is all the way down here, and it, there's not a lot of movement on these scales, but there's a bit so you can see it. So if the scales are down there, that is someone who doesn't believe. Okay, that, that They don't even believe in God. That would be what, what we term an atheist. If the scales are down here, that is someone who does believe. That's someone who has put their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ. And if they're in the middle somewhere, like this, that is someone who's really not sure what they believe. They're not, they're not, maybe, maybe no one's ever shared the Christian message with them. They don't understand uh, what Christians believe. So let's start here, and I'll give you some of the reasons uh, why I uh, believe. So the first thing is, as long as I can remember, even before I was following Christ, I had a, an, an awareness, a, a deep sense that there is a God. Um, that there is more to life than we can see or we can touch. So that's just one of the reasons why, you know, just something. Has that moved it at all? Can you see any difference? I want you to tell me when you can start seeing a difference. Now, the fact that you can't see a difference, this is quite key as well. You can't see a difference, but there is a difference because there's now a weight on that scale. There's now a reason to believe. The next thing is, uh, when I was about 10, my mum became a Christian, and she started talking to me about Jesus. And what she said made a lot of sense to me, because um, I could see that she was becoming a better person by following Jesus. And that, that had a, um, you know, a, a profound impact on me. So, uh, so there's that. So that goes on there as well. And then when I got a bit older, I realized that Jesus has made a bigger impact in the world than any other person who has ever lived. No one else has had the massive impact that Jesus has had in our world. And this is someone who didn't have an army or it wasn't a politician. He never wrote anything down. He didn't have any money, didn't have social media. And yet he's made more difference to the world than anyone who's ever lived. And I kind of found that quite convincing. So that goes on there as well. Then I discovered that not only did Jesus live and die, but there's really good evidence, even historical evidence, that Jesus rose from the dead. I started looking into that evidence, and the more I did, the more convinced I was that it was true that Jesus did rise from the dead. And then there's a Bible, a whole series of books written about Jesus before he was even born. And the Bible was written over a period of about 1,500 years by at least 40 different authors. 
And the whole thing ties together. It's all connected together. It's one continuous story, God's story. There is no other book in the world like it. There is no other book in the world like it. It's unique. So the Bible itself is a reason to believe. And then I, I, you know, when I think about the teachings of Jesus, he said the sorts of things that we might expect God to say. No one's ever improved on the teachings of Jesus. The, the, the goodness, the wholesomeness, the, the purity of Jesus' teachings. So that's, again, that's something else that goes on there. Is it starting to move? Is it starting to shift? You see there's lots of reasons to believe. And I think about my own life. And for a long time, until I was in my late 20s, I didn't follow Jesus, completely opposite. And I made a real mess of my life. And when I started following Jesus, things started to get progressively better. My life was improving. Is it all the way down yet? Not quite. Okay, I, and now I even think about today. You know, how we live today. You know, so when, I'm, when I'm doing things God's way, things tend to work out much better. When I'm doing things my own way, again, I can still make a mess of things. So that's another reason to believe. And is that all the way down there? So you see, all of these things together, not just those, but, but, but loads, there's, loads, there's so many more. There's, so, there's actually so many reasons to believe. And the more we go through life and the more we see God doing things in our lives and in the world around us, the more we learn and read the Bible and educate ourselves and understand, we just find there's more and more reasons to believe. So that in the end, we have this really solid faith, this solid faith that's not going anywhere. So this is the, the it, it tips, and we put our hope and our trust in Jesus. And of course, the Holy Spirit is involved in every single one of these reasons to believe. The Holy Spirit is at work showing us uh, the truth of the gospel. So Jesus said we should repent and believe, and then he calls people to follow him. Can you remember from the reading, who did Jesus call first? Can you remember? Who was the first person Jesus called? The adults are now probably aware that if you don't answer, I'm going to ask them, and they're all thinking, who was it? So who did Jesus call first? Simon. And what, what does Simon become known as in the end? Jesus' best friend? Peter. And his brother? Oh, dear. I can think of a good New Year's resolution. <laughs> His brother Andrew, and they were fishermen. Who were the next two people that God, uh, Jesus called? Do you remember Amy? James and John. James and John, exactly right. Well done. So it was uh, Peter... In brother Andrew, then James and John, they were fishermen. They were fishermen. And, and Jesus said to them, he said, I will send you out to fish for people. What did he mean by that? Did he mean they're going to stand on a high building with a fishing rod, try and fish people out of the marketplace? Is that what he meant? No, no that's not what he meant. He meant they're going to bring people into the boat. The boat represents God's kingdom. They're going to bring people into God's kingdom by telling them the good news about Jesus. They're going to tell people the kingdom of God has come. You can be forgiven. 
you can have a friendship with God. You can experience hope, peace, joy, and love like never before. And you can live with God forever because of what Jesus has done for you. That's what they're going to tell everyone. So we repent, we believe, and we follow Jesus. And following Jesus means that we make Jesus' priorities our priorities. We live for him. We work alongside him. And we fulfill the purpose that he's given us, which is to fish for people and bring them into the kingdom. And one of the best ways to bring people into the kingdom is to invite them to stuff that we're doing as a church. Put your hand up if you invited anyone to Carnival of Light, if you invited a friend to Carnival of Light. So, yeah, the kids at the front, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. You know, that is, that's like a first step, isn't it? Because then you could invite them to 316s or to church or even to an Itchless camp. Uh, the teenagers in the church uh, will have the opportunity in, in term two to invite people, their friends, onto an alpha course. Really exciting opportunities to, to bring people to, to Jesus. And the more we focus on building God's kingdom, the more we'll see God's Holy Spirit working in us and through us. And that is when life gets really exciting. When we're fulfilling the purpose that God has given us, that is when life really takes off and gets exciting. Maybe not easy, but exciting and fulfilling. So today, on the 1st of January, uh, sure, we can set ourselves the goal of you know, learning to cook or uh, getting fit or um, spending less time on social media or whatever it is. But our number one priority, the question that we should ask ourselves now, is how can I follow Jesus more closely in 2023? How can I follow Jesus more closely in 2023?